welcome to Provoking Dialogue. I am your host, Remy, aka your fellow sickler, aka I hope I really stay on this time limit because I feel really good and I want to talk about a lot, but I know I got to stay on one topic at the moment. So yeah, that's probably the best and the longest aka I'm probably ever going to give ever in any of our episodes. If this was a shirt though, this no, might be no, I would not buy it. <laughs> Nah, nah, I'm sorry. I thought that you added a whole sentence. Nope. And I'm here with my co-host. Shaquan, a.k.a. Naturally Shaq. You know what? That right there is what I was looking for. Because I wanted to get some form of dialogue from you. So I can add that into the a.k.a. And still make it a whole shirt. So now it's officially a front and back shirt. When the back would be like, and Shaquan. (laughs) And actually like, front, fully covered with words. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so everybody who have listened to this episode they know that that shirt is specific to a specific moment <laughs> period of everything we've done so um appreciate that sir man our apparel is Ooh, gonna man. be fire bro whenever we sit down and do this <laughs> i know that but we're going to continue second episode because this is sickle cell month of course and i gotta finish the rest of that story in regards to what we're trying to bring awareness towards, and that's pretty much just the uh, sickle cell management and everything that goes on in this shitty, wonderful life <laughs> that is mine <laughs> of living with sickle cell. But you'll still be surprised, though. A lot of people still know about sickle cell. I actually was out yesterday with a few coworkers, and they didn't know fully what sickle cell was about and stuff. So that's still interesting. That's still something that people don't know much about. How did it come up on y'all end? I'm going to get to the story, but now you just say Oh, basically, I would have said, like, oh, tomorrow I have to do a recording. Oh, well, by the way, it's a small plug. It is Sickle Cell Awareness Month. And then I was talking about it. They were like, oh, wait, what is Sickle Cell? So I just had to tell them. Oh, nice. Are you just reg- regular degular? Okay. I thought it was something. Do what I can. Something like they was aware of. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Mm-mm. No. It is like typical conversation. Oh, okay. Well, hi, guys. If y'all are listening. Nice to meet you. Not really, because you're just hearing my voice, but yeah, nice. Actually, one of them was actually is a fan of yours, actually, too. Of me? I have a fan? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I got a fan. I'm famous. (laughs) 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 I want to say famous, but uh, you have a fan. I made it, guys. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this good fan, or is this like psycho, be careful? Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. No, no. (laughs) Just a fan of the conversations. (laughs) Fan of the conversations. All right, all right. right. Nothing to worry about. No need to (laughs) go legal. No need to watch it back. Restrict all of my accounts to private, delete everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No need to go off the grid. Got you. All right, cool. Appreciate that. Hi, number one fan. Technically, I only know (laughs) (laughs) you as a fan right now. (laughs) All right, all right. So we left off on. Me leaving the hospital, and I broke down the hospital based off of everything that I had said previously, discussing the pain, pain management, and how that is just all stacked up into one when the hospital is involved or when I'm getting admitted. Leaving the hospital now, even though majority of the time, I actually do feel good. That's exactly where I left off at, right there. Even though majority of the time, I actually do feel good. That's one of those fake full tank of gas uh, moments. Yeah. Like a false recovery. Yeah, basically. yeah, yes. And of course, I'm aware of that. Like this, this is just a pattern that is just nonstop. So I am aware of that. But you can't help but feel good about a situation or whatever it is that you're dealing with. And just be like, all right, well, I know I feel good, but I'm going to ignore the feel good. And be yeah. completely opposite because that's only gonna last for so long. But it's like, no, nah, fam, you feel good. You happy you going home. Now I'm as around to get some Chinese food or something. I get home, probably wanna play the game. Depends on what it is. But about a day or two, that understanding that, okay, yeah, I feel better and I, I know I'm home now, reality hits. <laughs> and mm. it's pretty much, okay, before I go into that, I'm gonna tell you what the symptoms are first. Before I actually go into what is making the symptoms. And it's pretty much, I end up feeling tired. I feel like I need to get my rest. 
period, on top of just already having sickle cell anemia, like the anemic portion. Definitely want to get my rest, definitely feel tired. And because now I'm not feeling as great as I was the days before or that same day or whatever, that's when I'm aware that, oh, snap, my body is still weak and vulnerable. So I got to be careful on whatever it is that I do from here on out, period. And that is because all the time that I continue to invest or just any and everything that I am doing because I'm feeling good, all of these things are really just piling up, (laughs) period. So it's like, I know I'm experiencing something, but I'm not experiencing it in that moment. That the things that would normally take a toll on the body, period. Like if you was to go outside and do weightlifting or just exercise or whatnot, you're going to feel that burn, that tiredness or whatnot in your muscles in the moment as you're doing it. Yeah. In my case, because I just got out, like I feel good. I feel great. And whatever it is that I'm doing or whatever it is I'm choosing to engage in, I'm not feeling that extra quote unquote burn or tiredness in that moment. It's just like, I feel like that nonstop, period. Even when it's like, I need to go to sleep, like nighttime or something like that. In these moments, yeah. of course, this sounds like, oh man, you feeling great from sun up to sundown. Yeah, it sounds great until you go through it a hundred thousand times. <laughs> over and over and over. And you know the real hurdle is the one that's like two or three days later from that moment. So right. when all of that hits me, like I said, in two or three days later or whatnot, that's when it's like, oh no, I, I'm actually, now I'm really, I'm really sore. Now I'm actually really tired. Now I'm actually so vulnerable to where it's like, I can mess around, get up and just do something really fast. No matter what it is, it's a huge potential that's going to send me into a crisis. With that portion right there, I do want to just say that me doing something really fast and the huge potential to go into a crisis, if the person that it has sickle cell, If their body is already, quote unquote, weak, I say it like that because everybody has their own level or threshold of like what their body can do, period. If the sickler, don't call another sickle cell person sickler, by the way, best of luck to you. (laughs) (laughs) There is a huge potential that will go into a crisis because our body is already weak. And the same way how I broke down the blood flow that the heart is triggering in regards to us having, or in regards to me having a throbbing pain every time the heartbeat Mm. is one of those type situations. Like my body is already weak. So with me already being weak as a person with sickle cell, that means that there are a lot more sickle cells still in my body. So for me to increase that rate, period, just in regards to blood flow, that pressure overall, when we get up and do something quick, you know how when you, when you're moving fast, your heart is racing. Right. We're already weak. Mm-hmm. So by the time we get done doing whatever the heck it is that we just did really fast, we're going into another crisis. So that's another stage of realizing what you already went through in the hospital and still having to deal with this coming out of the hospital. Was there any additional questions or something like that with this portion? Yeah, I was going to ask was, Basically, were you like, how was you able to understand, like I said, these false recoveries, I guess is what I'm going to call it. Did you realize that right away or how long did you, it take to like, oh, wait, these, I'm not actually fully like healed or I'm not fully recovered. This is just like only temporary and I'm going to have to deal with this a lot longer after I get home. Like, was that immediately you realized that or how long did it take for you to start to realize like, okay, this is just temporary. The next time I get in the crisis, I know I have to like prepare myself to like, Take care of myself basically at home and deal with this crisis too. Did I learn it immediately? Yes, but not immediately, immediately. I had to go through multiple times, like being sick still. Like when I was younger, Mm -hmm. being sick every, shoot, I think it was damn near every two weeks. If not before then, it was every week. So not having this understanding then it's just being a question of like, how the hell am I still sick? I just got out the hospital. I just got yeah, out. Yeah. And then that's for months on end for like the entire year. And I'm still asking that question like, bro, I was just good. I was feeling right. great, period. And then it's like, no, nah, something doesn't seem right. 
So now when I'm getting sick, I'm paying attention to like, wait a minute, this might be a puzzle piece that matters, but I'm still getting yeah. sick. Like I don't have this understanding back then. So the same things are still happening over and over because there's nothing, there's no implement, there's no changes, there's no actions, reactions that I'm even thinking to execute because I'm still in the stages of trying to understand why the hell is it the fact of when I'm feeling great and about to go home, I'm going right back to the hospital a week, a week and a half later. Right. So right. it's through those moments, questioning them and still mm-hmm. continually going through it to where it's like, oh, snap, I'm picking up on different things. And yeah. that's why I feel it is very important, very important, period. I know this is just strictly focusing on sickle cell, but this is why I say it is very important to always increasing your awareness levels in regards to yourself as a person, period. Yeah. And especially your body. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, too. Yeah, that's very important because if I didn't have those moments of questioning why the heck is this the case? Why the heck is this the case? And then naturally, I'm paying attention to this said question over and over and over and over. Like, I'm paying attention to self enough to where I can still pay attention to myself in the hard moments as well. So it's not just right. one way or the other where I'm, when I'm choosing to evaluate or break down whatever it is that I'm going through. It's like, no, I'm evaluating yeah. whatever it is that I'm going through when I'm good and when I'm bad. But I feel like if everybody do that, period, it would be a huge difference for a lot of people in their individual lives as well. Only other question I was going to ask, too, is just, I'm curious. I'm pretty sure I already know the answer because you did touch on it last year, a bit of one of your experiences with it. But like in those situations where you're pretty much very much in tune of like what your body is really feeling and stuff like that, and I say, you know, you're going to have to go through some type of recovery period once you get home. Have there also been situations, because like I said, when you're at the hospital, you're on heavy medications and say, you just feel great. Have there been situations too where you're at the hospital and you yourself know like you are not fully together? Like it could even be with the drugs. You still know you're not fully together, but the doctors or people are saying like, oh, you're fine. It's ready for you to go home and stuff like that. But like, you know that you're not ready, but they're pushing that you, you are anyways. Yeah, definitely. I'm just going back to the point where you said like, well, you go out and then come right back in the hospital. I'm like, well... I'm like, did the doctor, like, who who was the people that kind of, like, helping to manage that? I'm like, they should have known, like, okay, he's not really ready. Why push him out there if he know he's not ready to go? Yes. Yes to everything that you are saying, actually. And I'm just trying to choose the order I want to speak on that, but I'm just going to go with the order that's <laughs> fresh on my mind. So with you saying, who is the person, like, is there anybody paying attention to this? Da 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 da. Like, mm. who keep discharging? Like, who keep letting him go home? Y'all clearly see he's not this. Then it's the other side of the scale where it's like, no, nah, he's fine. You go home. Uh, yeah. Huge. And one of the biggest reasons I have said, period, that I appreciate the nurses and whatnot in the hospital that I go to at Hurley's and them knowing me for so long and just my entire treatment of them dealing with me. And vice versa, of course, in the hospital. Because every nurse that has been at least a part of my journey with this sickle cell and being in the hospital a lot, all of the mm-hmm. nurses have grown into the level to where it's like they understand who not only who I am as the individual, but they understand yeah. how I maneuver when I'm going through a sickle cell crisis from the highest level mm-hmm. all the way down to when I'm doing great. Okay. All of the nurses. And I do mean like all, like 100%. <laughs> all of the nurses have always been there to speak on that side of that, to where it's like, okay. why are you going home? I can clearly tell you're not doing good to go home. All of them have been there mm-hmm. to speak on that for me, no matter what the case was, no matter what doctor it yeah. was, no nothing. They have all pressed that issue for me. And the only thing that, well, there's nothing really to go against that. But depending on the doctor that I may have in that moment, not just like my own primary doctor, but more so the doctors that are in the hospital, like working on that shift or whatnot, when my doctor is not there, mm-hmm. majority of resident doctors, I think that's what the resident, yeah, yeah. yeah, majority of them, it always feel like they don't have a full understanding of what sickle cell, they're going by book yeah. smart, what sickle cell is. 
and not okay. really investing the time and energy into the individual and how the individual is engaging with sickle cell, like how sickle cell is yeah. working with them. Like that's two different things that you got to get a separate understanding of before you, you know, combine them both together. Right. Like there's textbook sickle cell. Then there's like I said, like I'm pretty sure like everybody is different. So like it shows up differently with different people. So you have to understand what that experience is for that individual, not just what's read out of textbook. Yes, 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 that definitely. And that has always been, the trigger pretty much <laughs> that ends up where it's like i'm going home but i'm like how the hell am i going home like mm, okay like what i was literally yeah. just not doing that great yesterday night like <laughs> and today and I, oh, like what? it's time for you to go oh home, yeah he can go know? home yeah yeah he's doing great right now no sir less than seven <laughs> hours ago i had to like buzz my nurses in here and have them call the doctor to see if they can increase the dosage on my my medicine pump. Like, bro, what? Yeah. How does that make sense? Now everything is coming as a domino effect. I'm just going backwards. <laughs> but and now with that, depending on the resident doctors and even with my primary doctors, if they're not those two, my primary doctor and the resident doctors, if they're not communicating equally, it's also mm -hmm asshole experience that can pile up on all these other things that yeah, I go I through yeah. or it's his own yeah. separate thing because a lot of the resident doctors I don't know why they are like this is they <laughs> feel like ah well your doctor ain't here I'm your doctor like I'm not about to go to oh, wow. your doctor like I'm not about to go do additional things that I need to do to understand you and your case no Whatever my orders are is my orders. Basically, they feel like they know yeah. everything when it comes to this. So like, yeah. I mean, I understand it as a male ego. Like, mm. that's something that just men do. Where it's like, I'm not about to ask for help. I think it's because they're a resident doctor. They're trying to, like, prove themselves. Like, they are knowledgeable and capable of fully doing yes. stuff. And it's like, like I said, they have the primary doctors yes. there for a reason. So you can really know the history and everything that's going on with the patient. But I get that. But... I don't get it when it's sickle cell. Like, I get it yeah, when it comes yeah. down to a flu, pneumonia, like these other right. things. You don't need two, three doctors <laughs> having a group meeting yeah. trying to get an understanding of this. But this is mm -hmm. something that is different and specific. And that's right. the problem that also happens that I don't think a lot of not only um, people with sickle cell have, but even the nurses that may be there and even your primary doctor to where it's like, how are you going to talk to your primary doctor and say, I don't think the resident doctor is communicating properly with you about what should be done. Like mm, those yeah. are, it's so many like gray areas like that, that I have to pick up on this for myself and press right. the issue to get a better understanding instead of just letting it be a gray area. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can already imagine this from that scenario of like, there could be tension between your primary oh, doctor and then the residents. Cause then they're like, you know, you went to your residential doctor then there's some type of combative situation between the resident and then the primary. And then if the resident is upset about that you called them, they probably retaliate against you as well. So. <laughs> yes, you are the first person <laughs> I have heard verbally, like, say to get an understanding of how these layered yeah. situations that affect me even still to this day. Of course, I don't get sick as much anymore. But those are things that are important, no matter if I get sick, yeah. rare, or, like, nonstop. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about, man, it is so many different layers to this. I'm so happy you said that, because now you can fill in different things of what's going on. Right. And something like that, it's only on me to have that understanding. I can't come to nobody else and be like, well, this gray area don't feel like a good gray area. Yeah. I think you should check yeah. the gray yeah. area out. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No. But yes, yes, it's so many problems like that. And a lot of those be the reason to where it's like, oh, yeah, he can go home despite whatever the heck it is. And then yeah. in my particular case, a lot of things that doctors and nurses go by, at least for people with sickle cell, is their hemoglobin like levels. I apologize, guys. I'm not about <laughs> to break that down. Like, just look up hemoglobin. I'm not about to break that down. I'm sorry, guys. I don't have that energy to do that right now <laughs> but yeah they they go by our hemoglobin 
which is directly related to our test results in regards to our blood. And mm -hmm. as you Google this or whatever it may be, you understand that there is a normal range for a lot of people, period. Like just regular people, there is a normal range. But with me having sickle cell, I have always, always, even when I'm at a great state, I have always had a low hemoglobin level, period, compared mm -hmm. to a normal individual with sickle cell compared to a normal individual without sickle cell. Across the board, yeah. my numbers are always low. And that alone has its own hurdle as well. Because even when I'm actually doing good, my numbers are actually still low. Even when I'm actually in the worst state sickle cell-wise, my numbers are still low. <laughs> yeah. So it's up to the doctors and whatnot to have an understanding of me to be like, oh, you know what? He knows his body well enough. Let's go by that. And I didn't get that until I have my doctor now, Dr. Tofig, within the last six, yeah. seven years. So there's plenty of moments where doctors or whatever send me home just based off of whatever the tests came back and said. And I can right. still be in pain. I can still be great. I've had people that I've had the complete opposite where I've stayed in longer as well, mm -hmm. despite actually feeling great. That's the one where I, part of that is while I was still in the hospital for like three months, a part of that is yeah. also because I felt I was actually good, but these test results were just like, <laughs> no, I found sure, like completely different. at any moment, <laughs> sir, you're, you're up, up out of here. Like you're gone. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's just one additional on top of the many layers that we've kind of broke down within that. Okay. All right. Whew. Jesus Christ. Lord <laughs> Jesus. We got through that. All right. Then I'm sure in those situations where you have to go home, yes. that leads you to self-medicate. And I yes. said, I know we talked about it a bit before in the last episode, but if you could elaborate more on, like said, you're basically back at home, still dealing with the same situation you possibly said just went to the hospital for. Describe more of, like I said, that self-medicating process. Okay, you gave us some symptoms before, but like I said, I know there's a lot more to it. That we want to share a little bit more in this episode, so I want to see it. if you could share more of that as well. I'm just happy I really got through that portion alone. <laughs> like, the more I was talking about, I'm like, boy, this is, this is about to be 30, 40 minutes, sir. Like, I know it's a lot of layers, but Jesus Christ, the more I kept talking, I'm like, man, I need to say that too, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For everybody that is listening, right here in this portion of what you've heard me say up to this point, and to what I am about to say, there is a specific area here. I'm just going to call it a little gray area before I say what I'm about to say. But I'm going to touch on this little gray area after I say what I'm about to say and the reason why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it now. So when I'm at home, you still got to take in the fact of what I was saying in the beginning of this to where it's like me also still being in the state of, okay, yeah, I feel good. But then two, three days later hit me and it's like, nah, fam, you ain't really feeling good. I'm going to show you why. Yeah. <laughs> so even in moments like that, I begin to notice, okay, there's always going to be a stage or a moment where I got to get my rest, period. That having the additional sleep coming out of the hospital, despite whatever I feel I am experiencing in the moment, has always helped me no matter what always helped me so once i gained that understanding of okay every time i get some rest within two to three days sometimes it drags out for a whole week but either way i, I know getting some rest is beneficial and once i got that understanding to where it's like oh snap wait a minute that actually helps oh snap this is a permanent situation that i can always do and it has always helped situations like that when i get that acknowledgement or understanding I start going down like a domino effect or start to analyze everything else because now I'm like, okay, that's one. Ooh, I wonder if there's something else. That's yeah. just a natural thing for me. So with me getting that understanding, I'm like, okay, that's one. Let's see what else can I find that can be a, a, a solid structure that I know I can continually do. And I begin to just started to break down like the different levels of diet in regards to what I was eating how I was eating, what I was drinking, and what I was drinking as well. And the easiest thing that I could get an understanding of was 
I know you're going to say something about this part. Is my uh, sodium levels for sure mm-hmm. back then and, and sometimes now? Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> the salt, period. Salt alone is something that is pulls. I never even knew there was like if there is a thing called like salt addiction. I feel like you had it at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really bad. Just really bad. <laughs> if I already got soy sauce, I want more soy sauce. Teriyaki sauce, yeah. I want more teriyaki sauce. It's salt in it, I want more salt. Hot sauce. Or specifically MSG yeah. directly on the food. Everything. Everything back yeah. then. Oh man, everything. And yeah, so salt, of course, that is just something that is still going to pull from our body, just period, as individuals. But for somebody with sickle cell, it's pulling what we need to stay hydrated, to keep our oxygen levels at a certain level. So that diet stood out to me where it's like, bro, all this additional salt that you're having in your regular meals and then the things that you're adding to it, what sense does it make to be like, all right, yeah, I'm feeling great. Let's pull oxygen out of my body. Let's get dehydrated. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> so basically, even if you were like drinking water and trying to stay hydrated, you had like so much salt in your diet, I was yeah. just dehydrating you at the same time. And even if I wasn't going to the lengths of really keeping that as a focus, I would still just look at that kind of how I just said it. Like, yeah. me having salt is me telling my body, hey, let's get dehydrated today. Like, and just because of that, I'm like, bro, I can't keep saying it in my head. Like, that's just, it sounds stupid, but it's stupid enough to, for it to make sense. Like, (laughs) okay, stop, make some changes. And that's where I started changing my diet just based off of sodium alone. And I started looking at so many different things that were just tied to the word sodium or just representations of sodium. And then that went down the road of, all right, well, if there are things that are going to pull out of my body based off of pull properties or pull on properties that the body need, especially with somebody with sickle cell, then what are some other things that can fill in that blank? What are some other things that may pull on those said properties as an individual with sickle cell? Like it just became a domino effect. And I just continued to listen to myself and apply changes as I see fit and even if they didn't go right I didn't stop like that's the only reason I feel quitting has never really been a thing for me because I'm like I want to go and discover every lane in everything to have a complete yeah. understanding <laughs> that is the <laughs> <laughs> so in every aspect of your life <laughs> facts you know like if there's 50 fail moments I need to experience all 50 of them (laughs) so i can understand all 50 of the successful moments, and it helped me build a proper structure for what works for me living with sickle cell and then having that understanding made it so much easier to have an understanding of what works for me as just period as a person period and those are the two easiest steps that i would recommend to any and everybody but specifically, everybody living with sickle cell. Our biggest thing is the anemic portion throughout our entire life. If you can build a structure around that anemic portion and who you are as an individual, like whatever it is you tend to eat, drink, just experience in your own life, make those changes accordingly. And it makes it a lot easier if you focus on the sickle cell portion first, because once you get that understanding, you're going to go through enough Mm -hmm. hurdles, challenges, fails, successful moments, and just that portion of focusing on the sickle cell stuff to where you're going to be like, oh, but this, this stands out even more just as what fits in my life structure. That's it. Since you're already touching on diet already, like, is there a set like known type of diet or whatever that you know people with sickle cell should try and adapt like is that like is it a known thing like nutrition is that like instead of while you're in the hospital do the doctors and stuff like that like kind of tell you like oh this would be a good diet plan for you or this is the type of foods you should eat or these are the foods you should avoid this will be beneficial for you is that a thing or or is just being <laughs> you making it up as you go and just figuring out what's best for you i'm trying to build a good light of everything in the, in this story and my own personal life, but 
there are certain things I just can't build a good life for because it just <laughs> isn't there. There's nothing yeah. for me to build on with that. No, none of the doctors ever. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy to think about though. Like <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, hey, that that's two for two on yeah. the on the doctor side again. Wow. No, no. <laughs> like, why do you think that is? Or like I have my own because confuses me. It confuses me still to this day. <laughs> it, it's so quick to prescribe, like I said, medication, Bro. but there's literally nothing to like help. Like I said, self management. Mm-hmm. How do you self manage that on your own without medicine? None of that is talked about, Rip. Yes, and I'm not trying to make doctors look bad, guys. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's some good. But no, it is sure, like I said, the lack of like said resources yes. that are out there for people with sickle cell. And here's a here's another like heavy point. At least for me, it's a heavy point. In my entire life, period, the diet conversation from a doctor, idea, thought, paperwork, anything, has never existed <laughs> in my life <laughs> whatsoever. Can I recall a conversation with a doctor or some professional in regards to diet, and I'm saying diet as in a meal structure, understanding of what you eat and what you drink, how things may play out? No, no, like not even the sodium piece. Like that was even no, like <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> like no, for real, bro. Like just capital wow. N, thirty-seven capital no. O's, bro. Just it just keeps going. Wow. No, the only thing I'm not gonna even say what I was about to say. The only thing. <laughs> That probably if a doctor heard this or whatever, and even if they knew me, the only thing I feel a doctor would be like, no, we have literally just be building on the minuscule amount that quote unquote technically qualifies as a diet conversation. And that's just them saying, oh, no, we have told you that you need to drink a lot of water and stay hydrated. Yeah, we have told you that. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> Bruh. So what is the conversation when it's like, okay, when you go home, this is how you should self-manage and take care of yourself. It's basically drink water and take your medicine? Oh, no. Like that, that's basically it? I can tell you exactly what that is. <laughs> At least I, I get paper for that. Boy, I'm trying so hard to not say what I really want to say right now. Yeah, no, no. I can tell you exactly what that is. I get paperwork for that every time I get discharged and everything. The number one thing within all this said paperwork or last-minute conversations or whatever. No, it's say, take your medicine accordingly to the instructions that are <laughs> provided on the <laughs> bottles. Um, for your pain medicine, take this amount of pain medicine today. Wow. Today. And continue to follow the instructions on the said bottle. If da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, symptoms occur, da-da-da-da-da-da, please come back to the da-da-da-da-da-da. So in my head, wow. it's like, <laughs> in my head, like every time I'm seeing it or whatever, it's normal to me now, but I'm able to express mm. it now. In my head, all of that is, hey, man, when you get done, go back home and drug yourself up some more. And don't worry, <laughs> bro. If you feel too bad, come back to the hospital because we're going to drug you up even more, man. You're going to be great when you get done. But don't worry. This is a, yeah, a repeating it. cycle that it's going to be the rest of your life. But we don't care about your life anyways. We'd want to hear you and talk to you <laughs> when you're drugged up 24-7. All right. Love you. Be safe. Stay hydrated and drink all the water you can. And so I know, like, for some people, like, in the last episode, you're talking like, oh, yeah, I don't take it. You know, you don't try to take medication when you're at home and stuff like that. And I said, like, this is the reasons why. Like I said, that's, it's like, it's basically a cycle. You are at the hospital, drugged up, you go home, and they're telling you the only way to take care of yourself is to drug yourself even more. So it's like, how does that make sense? Like, like I said, just an ongoing cycle. Yeah. It still baffles me that there's still, like, no set like nutrition diet or any type of instructions it's like in the that, paperwork somewhere besides... it's like three or four pages after you know they talk about the pain medicine it's in there but it's not a specific sickle cell diet situation it's the yeah, same one yeah. that they would give you it's the same one they yeah. would give johnny <laughs> joe in asia or whatever like yeah so yeah that is just an asshole domino effect that i'm like nah fam i need i need to make my own structure are there even like dietitian or nutritionists in the hospital dedicated to help out with that yes or okay but they just don't no 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 they do they exist and you have to ask for them as well 
You have to ask for that. You have to ask for it? No, you have to, like, if you want to see a dietitian or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm be like, hey, guys, is there a dietitian that, that I could speak to about my diet? Yeah. Like, some different changes that may be beneficial for me. Like, mm-hmm. I have to literally oh, wow. present this as a, hey, guys, this is what's <laughs> on my mind. I want to, you know, yeah. do better with my life. Can I talk to somebody that'll help me consume the things that is better for me? Now, wow. that's on... At least what I just said, even my sarcastic statement right there, that's just, you know how when you got the pediatric kids floor and understanding or whatnot, then you got the adult. That's the adult like situation. As a kid, same hospital and whatnot, everybody knows the same situations. Those structures that are actually beneficial, half of them automatically like may reach out. The biggest okay. word in that is may reach out. So I have clear memories, like being on the pediatric floor or being a part of different sickle cell communities, all because I'm a yeah. part of the pediatric. I'm a kid with sickle cell. I'm not an adult with sickle right. cell. They have those things in play, and okay. they may reach out. So in my head, May is just 50%, period. Yeah. There yeah. are other things in play that can fill in the rest of that for the other 50%, but mm-hmm. you still have to implement interest in that, period. Do it yourself, basically. You have to be the one to engage. Yes, yes. Now, again, this is just, for the listeners, this is just me and my understanding and what I've gone through on my side of things. There are other hospitals that are specific, that has a full structure for every patient that has sickle cell and how they deal with them accordingly, period. There are areas like that. In my case, even with me being in the same hospital from a kid all the way to the adult floor and still being there to this day, all of my moments that I can still attach myself to and be like, yes, I love this. Yes, I love this. These are just because these people seen me grow up and go through Mm -hmm. all the hellish crap that come with sickle cell and still be the same person that I've always been from the kid to now. So a lot of it is just a personal attachment to knowing people that seen me grow up. So likely, like, the, I guess, and, and when you do get support, the amount of support that you get is likely because you have those personal connections. Yeah. But I'm saying for people that's not you in those hospitals, they're probably not getting mm. even, not even a quarter of that. No. It's, it's already limited, like I said, for you. And so, like, you get it because of, you've been there for so long. I can't even imagine, like I said, the people that just go there and they don't have any of that. Facts. And that's actually the next thing I was going to say with that. With me being there so long as well, the same way they've seen me grow up, the same way I have mm-hmm. seen different things in regards to the entire hospital structure as I've grown up. Yeah. And even, of course, coming across other people with sickle cell, no matter what they're actually going through in that moment with sickle cell or what version they may have for themselves, them and their family, or them that's just alone, that's the only part that kind of plays tricks on my mind a little bit because mm-hmm. there's a certain level to where this is the part where I'm going to start tying in what I said about this little gray area that I want people to remember. There's certain parts of all of that where it starts to play tricks in my mind where it's like, I only have this quote-unquote advantage because I've grown up in this structure medically or whatnot. And then I see everybody else, it's like, dang, if I didn't know these people, if I didn't grow up in this said structure, Mm -hmm. I'm technically one of them as well. But I also kind of feel bad because it's like, Y'all don't have this said structure. Y'all don't have this said understanding. Yeah. And it's like, dang, I didn't... Like, it's just something that's normal. It just happened for me that way. So to see right. everybody else that don't have family, that don't have friends, that don't have support, that are in depressing states, that are mm-hmm. want to give up, like, all the... Right. Everything in the dark. <laughs> just everything <laughs> in the dark. Yeah. That's what stands out in my mind, because... This picture I'm trying to paint for everybody that's listening, because now with me being in this said structure period my entire life, all I can pretty much see and be aware of is nothing but like the darkness. And then to be like, I'm the Mm -hmm. only person that is bringing light to the situation. So it's kind of a personal understanding of how that statement of you go through the tunnel, it's all dark, but then you see the light at the end of the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. That that said thing, and it's like, dang, bro, you are literally that light because nobody have this understanding. You gotta give this understanding yeah, to yeah. them and what's beneficial for them, 
and they're only going to get it just because of what I've grown up into. Right. That's it. So yeah, a lot of that plays with me. Period. That that's when I be thinking about like, bro, I, I got to do any and everything for every sickler whatsoever, despite whatever it is I'm going through. And because of that, I can also see a lot of people with like depression. Of course, having shoot damn near hundreds of roommates that have sickle cell or not have sickle cell. It's one thing to see other people be like have their own level of challenges and hurdles or darkness that they got to deal with and then to have those same challenges or hurdles or darkness for another person but they have sickle cell as well it's like yeah i get to see feel engaged like this entire atmosphere when somebody else is depressed suicidal like people feel like giving up people want to die right then in the moment people go out just to come right back in and just hope they die on the sidewalk or like dark, dark, like yeah, yeah, yeah I give yeah. up. I don't wanna be here. I hate this sickle cell all of that. Mm-hmm. And that plays a lot. So even with that, I can say I've had my own levels of depression as well before I think that was like when I first got on the adult floor or whatnot. But with me having so many different questions and understandings for myself and still getting other people that are going through yeah. sickle cell in so many different ways. Oh my God, that that depression also tied into how we said on the previous episode, where it's like, I'm already at the state of, I don't want to be a burden to other people because yeah. I take this medicine, yeah. it's, it's a wrap. <laughs> right. So that's at home. And then all the other additional depression that you get or that I have from the hospital and still got to deal with outside, it's like, all of these are heavy factors, and you don't see these individuals right. having some form of support on any level. So wow. I can't help but feel like, like yeah, I gotta be some form well. of support. Yeah, like I'm not. Yeah. I might not ever see them again. Of course, there's some people that will reach out or want my phone number, and of course, I'm saying yeah, but I know I'm not gonna hear from them. Yeah, they still in the state of I don't want to be here. No way. Like whatever. Right. right. So yeah, that plays a lot, and the only thing that I've had to really counter that, of course, is my own faith and understanding of my mental strength, all these qualities that you're familiar with that stand toe-to-toe today, that just what makes me me, period, and how I'm breaking down this sad situation to where it's like, I can identify the fact that I may be the light in some of these situations, because everybody don't have it. So, like, connecting with that, then, like, from your experience being in a hospital, at least uh, more specifically, too, like, the people you interact with, and especially, like, in Michigan and in, in, in that area, like, do you feel, what's the best way to say this, but, like, how do you feel that people with sickle cell and Michigan, or so the people you experience with, is it typically that you feel like there's not a lot of resources, as we already stated, but they're not at a really good state, and how do you feel, like, I guess, what has been the doctor's impression as well? of how they see like, the sickle cell patients in the area, like compared to yours? To answer that question, how they see, how other doctors see, like this entire situation or engagement. Like how you're explaining here now, like say, like, you know, all of the experience you've had with people with sickle cell, they're not in a really good state. So I'm just like curious, like what has been the doctors? Like, I'm like, do they see this as well? Like, and what is their response to like seeing that? Then like how you say with you, you always... You end up being that light for a lot of people yeah. with sickle cell while you're in the hospital dealing with sickle cell. So I'm just curious, the like the whole. Oh, yeah. I got you. I got you. Like I'm in there getting that understanding, but like I'm not the professional. There are pre- professionals yes. yeah. that are supposed to pick up on yes. these things as well. So I'm just like, are they aware of it? Like, have you had conversations? And like, yeah, I'm like, I'm curious of what their thoughts are too. It's funny about that statement, and at least in regards to this this moment, this understanding. Have I had conversations with the doctors of what I just spoke about right there? What's funny is, I mean, it's, it's not really funny. It's just, it's just clarity for me. And I've been, but I've been had this clarity. Now I could just kind of say it aloud. Um, yeah, you would think the doctors also are aware of this, but there's two things that, of course, like I said, there's good side and there's a bad side to any and everything. And sometimes more. Yeah. There's one <laughs> good thing that, I feel us people who have sickle cell that we are very good at is not showing 
what we're actually going through. At least in regards to what we're actually going through internally. You may get pieces Mm -hmm. of that, but you're not going to get everything about that. So with me picking up on things like that in the hospital, you expect the doctors to also, hey, man, sometimes some of the people (laughs) were already at the state of we hate this and we don't want to be here. So majority of the time, you're going to come across <laughs> the person that is like, hey, I'm ready to go home. Like, I'm good. Let's go home. Da, 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 da. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 And that can already become a long-term mission, period. I've been in the room plenty of times with other sicklers or whatnot. Like, when it's just me and them in the room, oh, yeah, they going through for sure. Then doctors and nurse come in. Hey, man, you got to keep that front on that you're doing good so you can go home the next two, three days. That literally become a mission for a lot of people with sickle cell or whatnot, because we are also very good at not showing what we're actually going through. You might get bits and pieces of it, but you're never going to get the full of what we're going through. And there are some doctors and nurses, mostly nurses, that identify what's what. And it's tricky for me to answer because, of course, the answer is like, all right, yeah, they see that. They take the proper action. To help the per- the person, the said individual with whatever it is that they're engaging with. And the thing is, the proper actions with certain thoughts or reaction that the person is having, mm-hmm. this keeps them in the hospital longer. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're getting mixed signals of suicidal understandings. Oh, he mm-hmm. is not going home no time soon, <laughs> sir. They're not letting you out, period. Unless they get an understanding on that. Then there's some who can have that understanding and still not care. It's a tricky thing, yeah. period, just when you're in that dark state, not just as an individual. In either of those situations, though, are there, like, like I say, if, if it's aware that that's stuff that people are going through, it's also, like, mental health, like, therapists, do they have those resources available? Or it's basically like, oh, this, this person, this nigga about to commit suicide, let's pay him on some type of watch. Is it that situation or is it like, oh, he's going through some stuff. He needs some support. Let's make sure he has the right, you know, or they have the right resources or someone they can talk to. I'm just going to keep it short, but I, I want to break that down. But the short answer is yes to all of that. And it's less than 50% that that is executed that way properly at the same time. Okay. Just me evaluating things, knowing that that said pattern or habit mm-hmm. is rarely happening. And that's the right choice. Anything else is just like, it's not getting treated right. No way. The proper actions rarely happen the way that they should, period. It's harder to even detect when is somebody, this is 50-50. Like, I'm just speaking on my experiences with everybody that I've came across that did not have any family or support for them in that moment as they was going through. They were that much more adamant on putting on the mask to get out. Mm, okay. Knowing that they might, of course, come right back in as right. well. But that mask put on the front is like priority mission. I need to get out of here because you also got to think about the element of I'm having people visit visit me. Yeah. Like they're not getting people if it's like just the yeah. room alone, the atmosphere in the room alone plays so many different patterns and elements that take a toll on somebody with sickle cell. And what they're going through, especially if they're not getting support, that's probably the strongest part in regards to when I do get visitors. If I do have somebody in in my room as a neighbor or whatnot, that is not. Mom, you know, our family is our family. Like, right. we're not pushing other people off. So, yeah, yeah, that element makes the room a bit more comfortable. Like, I, I've mm. had several people <laughs> just because mom go over and visit or speak to them or something or sometimes with dad yeah. if dad was able to instantly they break down they yeah them. like yeah. instantly you know that they're not getting the love and care yeah, of support. Yeah, yeah yeah that's a huge thing at the same time and then on the other side it's also huge because it plays more of a negative part when that's not happening so the proper execution and structures for that now they're there they rarely happen properly, and especially it's different when you go from the pediatric to the adult floor. The pediatric yeah. floor is a lot more welcoming and 
engaging, like more so on the side of actions and understandings coming your way instead of you having to be on the adult floor and act on different things in regards to you triggering it first. That's the part that I hate. Like, I feel like that should always remain in play. Yeah, that should be consistent regardless. It shouldn't matter if the person is 17 and 18. Like, how is that a a play in the playbook? But whatever. And there are doctors out there that are good. But on my end, I've only ever had two good doctors. That's for me, period, Mm -hmm. just in my life. But one in regards to a focus on sickle cell. And I don't have to wait to be like, all right, is that doctor going to come at me sideways? No, 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 no. And one is, of course, just my regular doctor. Now, that's just in my life. My doctor that I have now has an understanding of me to know that I know my body, despite whatever those test results say. He's relying that on me. And that's the part that I love the most about my personal doctor. The other doctor is just a sickle doctor that's been in my life, period. Dr. Uh, uh, Inouye or whatnot. He's always been in the sickle cell department, fighting for the sickle cell community in yeah. every way possible. And even with him, there was a, a meeting to where uh, we talked about the sodium and whatnot in the beginning, with MSG especially, there was a meeting with him and some other professionals and whatnot. I think this was last year. I think this was last year. Was that last year y'all saw me on the news? Or was that early yeah, this year? Yeah, that was last year. Okay, yeah. That was last year. Yeah, last year, I think that was summertime or whatever. But either way, in a meeting with them and some other medical professionals and departments and whatnot, and I spoke on the MSG understanding Mm -hmm. and just the diet or whatnot that is in play and what my diet is. And he was the one doctor. And this is a room filled with medical professionals over huge medical departments or have different multiple medical structures. Over across the world, he was the only one doctor, bro. <laughs> if you would have seen the room and then be like, it's only one that understood this? <laughs> he was the one doctor, bro, where I said something and he said, yes, he's very familiar with that. It's just hard for people to get an understanding of their diet and what they should do for themselves. And that's just strictly speaking on MSG and diet along with yeah. sodium. The same way I broke it down, how how you have an understanding with what it is Mm -hmm. and whatnot, he had that same understanding. But everybody else was question, question mark, question mark. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But that gave me a clear understanding of the medical structure, field, or whatever that is just in place. Mm -hmm. Everything around sickle cell is just not supported or understood in the ways that you think they should be. So whatever platforms are making moves, whatever structures are already in place, I can guarantee that it's on a low level, minuscule, yeah. or it's they rarely do that for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's the only, <laughs> at, at this part, he's the only person medically in the medical field whatsoever where it's like all right somebody understands but then to know the rest of the world it's like huh wait what y'all talking about again (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah so that's pretty much everything with me and through all of that i've also gained an understanding on what my diet is because Mm -hmm. i already said hurdles and challenges that i spoke on before i switched to pescatarian just focusing on seafood meals and dishes and whatnot because i noticed through certain things that i was eating versus the things that i wasn't eating already pros and cons of which one is which one da 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 and having an understanding of what they're doing a lot of the things that i was already eating were in that said category to where it's like oh this thing is good for blood cells this thing keeps oxygen held in the blood cells from arugula that's separate from that, but it's something I can still eat with that to where it's like understanding that these things help with oxygen, blood cells and whatnot to where it's like a sickle cell quote unquote diet that which is what I was going yeah, for. Yeah. But then I'm like, hey, man, that already exists. Kind of. That's pescatarian. Oh, this is fire <laughs> until you realize that's expensive as well. 
Well, yes, strictly seafood, I can definitely see that being very expensive. But, like, overall, just basically looking for a diet that can, like, you know, is very supportive and instead producing oxygen instead of not reducing or dehydrating as well. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. If, if, of course, like I said, it's expensive. If you can focus on that, do it. But if not, start with arugula. Start there. Put that in any and everything. I don't care. Put that in any and everything. That was one of the first few things that I ate that I actually did notice a difference when I kept it long term. Oh, really? Yeah, from sandwich, drink, oh, wow. smoothies, whatever it was. I noticed a difference. Like, yo, just arugula is doing this? You know, I overdo <laughs> everything as it is anyway. Yeah. So I'm eating containers just of <laughs> arugula. <laughs> arugula. <laughs> Plastic container, get out of here. <laughs> so yeah just focus on things like that and start start you can start with arugula for sure that's easy it's, it's cheap by very yeah, very yeah. beneficial for our blood cells and how it functions with holding oxygen staying strong period to not form in that sickle cell shape start mm-hmm. there do you have any other specific final thoughts to kind of close that out for yourself on the topic or any last takeaways you want to share with people i'll say in regards to Sickle cell resources, me personally, I have huge appreciation for SCDAA, Sickle Cell Disease Association of America. You can go on their website, find out more about sickle cell. Currently, like, they keep it updated. Mm -hmm. It's not like, this is what sickle cell is, and then you find out article 2006. (laughs) Yeah. No, they, they keep up with everything, no matter what you find on this website. You're going to have an answer or a department or something that you can reach out to and they will listen and or get back with you. And there are even opportunities and beneficial moments or events that they throw because it was with through Sickle Cell Disease Association of America. I'm not saying that full name anymore at all. (laughs) It's just going to be SCDAA. It is with SCDAA where I got the opportunity to go and be at a sickle cell convention in Atlanta. Like first time leaving okay, okay. You know, outside of military, our family or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. with them that presented that opportunity, paid for everything, everything, period. And they always have these type of events to where they're making sure not only the medical professionals are there to get a better understanding of what sickle cell is, but they go out of their way to make sure the treatments that are in play worldwide in regards yeah. to sickle cell, they're not being at like the old phase. They're making sure mm. they keep these said treatments and understanding of what sickle cell is now and how it's being treated in the emergency room across the yeah. world. And if you really, mm. really want to be dedicated with them, they have departments or you can see it in their tab in like the event section. Well, you can sign up. Yeah. There's nothing that you have to do. If you have sickle cell oh, wow. or somebody else is with you, close to you, that has sickle cell, y'all can become a part of a, a worldwide event that sickle cell, the SCDAA, <laughs> funds and builds for the entire sickle cell community. And for me, that that's the one and only I will always appreciate and never forget. S-E-D-A-A. S-E-D-A-A dot org. I believe that is the website. Like All of this I have memorized. Yes. Okay. Still, we'll add it to the episode notes anyway. So if not, you can definitely check in our links to the episode. Also, 50% of me is saying, nope, don't you say this. Don't you say this. Don't you say this. You say this? <laughs> if there are individuals out there with sickle cell. Oh, I was gonna bring that up in my final thoughts about like, oh, I'm gonna see. Um, you can hit me up just to get. <laughs> you can hit me up just if you want to reach out and talk about it, so get a better understanding of something. Because there are individuals that I have talked to randomly that I, I would never have been like, oh, word, and I've shared information with other people. I don't mind, and. I'm hesitating to say I don't mind because somewhere in the back of my mind it's like, bro, somebody is going to do do that, but for the opposite reason. And they're going to get blocked. 
then they deserve to get blocked at that point. <laughs> so yeah, the sickle cell related, y'all can hit me up, man. Y'all can hit me up. Sickle cell related. Sickle cell related. Yeah, I think for myself, yeah, I was gonna say that, like, yeah, like, you know, maybe this could be opportunity for people to reach out with sickle cell. But no, I'll say for myself too, I think, you know, this is sickle cell awareness month. So I just like, you know, for yourselves as well to check out SCDAA and also to like look into your local city for Facts. resources as well. Facts. I mean, you can simply just type in the city you live in, the sickle cell, and I'm sure there'll be some type mm-hmm. of organizations, something within the hospital medical field mm-hmm. that you can support. There's plenty of events, sickle cell walks and things like that that is going on that you can still be a part of for this month. Yep. Donations yep. as well, if you want. Uh, I'll just say, just make sure I look in deeper into it just to make sure you know where the money is going. But yeah. I'm sure the SCDAA. <laughs> Maybe just a better source to figure that yes. out, to be honest. Yes, for sure, for sure. Your money is not going to get wasted over there. So I'll say, if, if you want to donate, it'd probably be best to just do SCDA unless you know close relationships with your local areas. Yeah. And I think for me, this overall, this, you know, kind of just showcasing the lack of resources that is out there. Yeah. Um, even though this has been out for decades, um, centuries, if I, <laughs> so I'm like, it's, it's been out for so long, there's still... Not as much information that's needed to get out there. And I said the information that is out there, it is perpetuating a continuous cycle of hospital medic- medication. And I'm like, for me, I, 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 for me, I say I'm not a professional, but I'm like, things I like to notice right away that would be great to be supported within this and maybe what should be done with sickle cell patients, at least immediate recommendation without any type of expertise. I'm like, with people with sickle cell going to the hospital, what they should have available. Is one, like I said, have a like an actual doctor that I said is knowledgeable and I can be an advocate for the patient. Second will likely be some type of support. I'll say one is for like mental health resources, have those immediately available, not something that has to be asked for, but it's already prompted out to patients. And also sometimes cohort or like social situation where basically, like I said, you don't know what people's situation may be and it will be great to talk to other people that have sickle cell. So having that available for people with sickle cell to interact with each other. And then lastly, too, like I said, having there needs to be a dedicated dietitian available that can, like, you know, form this along the way. There shouldn't be yes. no regular, typical dietitian, someone that is specifically focused on sickle cell yeah. to better help people. And like I said, how to self-manage outside of just being in the hospital as well. Well, with that, it's not like just trying to go and find somebody that is specifically covering this, even if you have to start from step one with somebody, at least with that step one, you can build an understanding of what's for you with this dietitian or whatnot. Then you get Mm -hmm. to the point of knowing like, okay, this is what works for me with sickle cell and these other things are actually working for me as a person. So just start somewhere to build a structure Mm -hmm. or a better diet for yourself and do it with a professional pretty much. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So that's like even this maybe this like just ask for a dietitian. When you go to the hospital and stuff like yeah. that, ask if you can speak to a dietitian and then see if they'll be willing to work with you to create something that's the diet that you can easily manage for yourself. And like I said, and maybe it's more specifically ask for a dietitian and ask to see if they can create a oxygen rich type of diet or nutrition plan yes. for you. Oh my god, I'm so happy you said um, I was sitting here saying that in my head. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to say one more thing because I'm gonna drag it out. But you said it. No, make sure they're going by your results of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Your, your records yep. and stuff is already there. Let them go by that, please. That's really all I have to say. I said there's more work that needs to be done. So I think it's not just on people with sickle cell, but people without it as well yes. to be advocates and also say people within the medical field. If you are a dietitian or a doctor that's listening, see what else you can do. Even if it's not your specific area, how can you make, you know, make these resources more available within your hospital and medical field as well? So mm-hmm. whatever, you know, one small step makes a big difference later on. So yes, sir. It's baby steps. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I think we good on public. I mean, I ask the questions throughout. So I think that covers provoking thought for the most part. Um, but no, that that is it for me. So, um, this is Provoking Dialogue. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Provoking Dialogue. Let's do any of our previous episodes at ProvokingDialogue.com. Provoking Dialogue is spelled P-R-O-V-O-K-I-N Dialogue. You can follow us on all social media the same way. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook to a degree. You can follow me on social media at Naturally Shack. And you can follow Remy at... <laughs> uh, Remy. 
R E M E R E M Y. Wait, isn't that Remy to Remy? Yeah, Remy to Remy. Oh, I just jacked that up too, man. <laughs> like my me. bad. Yeah, Remy to Remy. Yes, yes. R E M E two. Number two. R E M Y. If it's not a two, it's just R E M E R E M Y. If that's not right, then it's R E M Y R E M E. Lord Jesus. <laughs> and if you'd like to reach out to us, you can also email us directly <laughs> at provokingdialogue at gmail.com. Feel free to send us any topics or even questions for provoking thought that you would like us to answer. You also feel free to DM us on social media. And I hope you left with a freshly new point of view. Until next time.